Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Happy Friday to you, sir. Happy Friday <laughs> to me. And you. And me, and me. It's a good Friday. You know what? I think it's a great Friday. It is a great Friday. Let's read the last of the three prayers in Psalm 35. Okay. Because a really powerful statement right here at the beginning of it. I want to see if it grabs your attention like it should. You ready? (laughs) All right. Here's verse 19. We're going to read through the end of the psalm. I am reading from the Christian Standard Bible today. Do not let my deceitful enemies rejoice over me. Do not let those who hate me without cause look at me maliciously. For they do not speak in friendly ways, but contrive deceitful schemes against those who live peacefully in the land. They open their mouths wide against me and say, aha, aha, we saw it. You saw it, Lord. Do not be silent. Lord, do not be far from me. Wake up and rise to my defense, to my cause, my God and my Lord. Vindicate me, O Lord, my God, in keeping with your righteousness, and do not let them rejoice over me. Do not let them say in their hearts, Aha! Just what we wanted. Do not let them say, We have swallowed him up. Let those who rejoice at my misfortune be disgraced and humiliated. Let those who exalt themselves over me be clothed with shame and reproach. Let those who want my vindication shout for joy and be glad. Let them continually say, The Lord be exalted who wants his servants' well-being. And my tongue will proclaim your righteousness, your praise, all day long. Amen. Did you catch it? Well, you you said that I needed to catch something. What was it you said? Like I should? Like Does you it should. Hit me like I should. Uh, feeling, you know, feeling a little bit judged there, but I guess it, since it's an imprecatory psalm, that's okay. Um, so <laughs> that is not what I was saying. No, I know that's what you're saying. I tell you what, it did catch my ear. This idea in verse 19 of being hated without cause. So why did that grab your attention? Because on Fridays, we really look for Jesus in these psalms, and one of the passages uh, fulfilled in his life is actually this one, called to mind by the gospel writer John, in John chapter 15, and what, verse 25, I believe it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. That he's hated without cause. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so here I am, John 15, 25, the the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled, they hated me without a cause. Isn't that interesting that he calls it their law? It was written in their law about him, but it's it's actually the Psalms. It's actually in the Psalms. In fact, yeah. the other place where this is also referenced is also in the Psalms, Psalm 69, 4. They, Psalm hated, me without cause. they hated me without cause. Mm-hmm. These two passages are fulfilled is. in Jesus. He says that he is hated without cause. So here's the interesting thing. This is another one of those Psalms where it's not that this verse is foretelling Jesus. It's not the idea that folks read this verse and say, oh, we need to be looking for someone who is hated without cause. And when that happens, we'll know that the Messiah has gotten here. Rather, this is more one of those things that when we see this happening to Jesus, Mm -hmm. and of course, everyone around Jesus, other than a handful of people, we're trying to claim that he's a criminal. We're trying to claim that he's a rebel. We're trying to claim that he's a problem. And so that's why we've got to get him killed. And what folks push back on that is the idea that surely this is not the Messiah, because if this were really the Messiah, this sort of thing wouldn't happen. And yet, mm-hmm. and yet, here is David, the Lord's anointed. And I think maybe this one would be the, 
is one of the things we miss. That word Messiah in the Hebrew and the word Christ in the Greek just means the anointed. The anointed one. Because we are looking for the ultimate anointed, sometimes that's all we have in our head about who Messiah or Christ is. But David actually was the anointed. He was mm-hmm. Messiah. He was Christos. He was the anointed of the Lord. Looking forward to the mm-hmm. ultimate, who would be Jesus. Right. Absolutely. And so when the same thing is happening to Jesus as happened to David, now we're saying, oh, that shouldn't surprise me. I saw it. That I remember this. You know, here is this man that they are hating without a cause. Yeah. Look at the nets that they are laying out in his mm-hmm. way. Look at the pit that they're digging for him. Yeah. Rather than this saying to me, well, this can't be the Messiah. I realize, no, this is exactly what's happened to the Lord's Messiah again and again and again. And after he had only done good for them, they repay him with this evil. Mm-hmm. We look at Jesus and how he was working miracles, healing people, feeding the 5,000. He only did good works, uh, and yet they hated him. So I, I got to kind of think in here about a few different times in the Gospels and the New Testament where it does seem that it talks about Jesus being hated, and we are just, um, I, I guess I, it just impresses upon me again and again, truly without cause. I mean, why is this? Why would people hate Jesus? He's so good. He's so righteous. Uh, and that may be Lay part it on me. of I the rub. It. I want to so, hear it. Like, what, what do we got? Even in John 15, where you have this psalm, being quoted it's in a context where he is speaking with his disciples the night of his betrayal talking at the last supper he says to them in john 15 18 if the world hates you you know that it hated me before it hated you if you were of the world the world would love its own yet because you are not of the world but i chose you out of the world therefore the world hates you remember the word that i said to you a servant is not greater than his master if they persecuted me, they will persecute. They will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. Going to pause right there to observe. Well, first, it's because he is not of this world. He is from above, and that there is an expectation for those that are going to follow him and going to be like him. Also, not of the world, but in this world, that they're going to be treated like him. They're going to be persecuted also. People do not like different. Mm. No, they do not. And especially if the difference itself calls to mind what I'm getting wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, His conflict with the religious leaders of the day. I mean, the woes that he pronounces on the Pharisees is just showing how they failed utterly, Uh, even in this keeping of law and walking with righteousness, that they were just sure they were the only ones doing right. You know, look, I don't even like people who are productive because they don't watch much TV. (laughs) You know, I look at those people and I am just like, you know, I don't like you. I don't like you. I mean, that's the kind of thing. And that is, that is so minor. And yet, yeah. isn't that where we often end up getting? I, I don't like this person because just the way they behave demonstrates where I'm falling short. Where I fail. 
And that could be something, you know, small like you were saying about productivity and watching television time management. But, I mean, that goes back to Cain and Abel. Cain was so upset because Abel was righteous in obeying the word of the God, of the Lord. And that kind of echoes the next thing I see in John chapter 3 and verse 20. Why were they hating Jesus? In John chapter 3, he says that he is light, that light has come into the world. John 3 and verse 19, this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Here is light come into the world. It exposes all It says he would be hated, and they hated him because their deeds were evil. And he was making it known. He was making it clear. They hated that. I'm I'm still stuck on you bringing up Abel a minute ago. (laughs) And I think it all ties together. Uh, Well, it does. It's the same principle. Yeah, yeah. it's the exact same principle. It it hits me that from from the time of Abel, we should have realized when the Messiah gets here, Mm-hmm. People aren't going to like him mm. because his light exposes. Mm-hmm. And what did Cain do to Abel? I, we, we probably yeah. should expect that to happen to the Lord's anointed because the oh, Lord's wow. anointed is going to come wow. in with light that exposes. Yeah. yeah. And and the Lord is going to be telling them, you know what? Hey, guys, sin is crouching at the door. You need to be a master over that. Don't. But they're going to yeah. kill. They're going to kill him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you another one in John chapter 7 and uh, verse number 7. Here uh, he's being uh, goaded a little bit to go up to a particular feast by his brothers who at that time did not believe that he was the Christ. In John chapter 7 and verse 7, the world cannot hate you, he says to his brothers, but it hates me because I testify of it that its works are evil. Again, this business about evil deeds, evil works, and the world's going to hate me because my presence here is a condemnation of what they are and what they're all about. I get this one a little bit more, though, because now he's talking about actually telling them. True. Ra- rather teaching than ju- and identifying. Rather than just, I'm living the right way, and my life and its indestructible nature is demonstrating by contrast. I mean, now he's at the point of... But I'm also going to tell him. Yeah. I'm going to tell him. And I, I wonder if that just doesn't happen sometimes. Again, let me go back to my silly illustration of the people that I struggle with who are way more productive than me because they don't watch TV. <laughs> right. And and so I start complaining about how non-productive I am and all the things I wish I could accomplish. And the person says, well, Edwin, maybe you should stop watching so much TV. Yeah. Now I really hate him. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing that you're super productive. It's another thing that you're way more productive than me. But now you're going to accuse me of something? Mm, I don't like that. We don't like that. And yet, and yet, even in in an illustration like that, it's perhaps it is truth we need to hear. And in the case that Jesus is teaching, it was truth everybody needed to hear. Everybody needed to hear his truth. And so what's what's... You know, the determining thing is what's your attitude going to be to that truth? If I go back to Psalm 35, there's some people that hear that truth, nothing bad with truth, right? 
but they're going to hate him for it. Well, that's hate without cause. I only did you good. I told you the truth. Yeah, I'm going to hate you for that. I'm going to try to destroy you for that. Here's here's the funny thing about that is that Jesus is saying, you hated me without cause. And they're saying, no, I had a cause. I had a reason. Look at, <laughs> look at the way you treated me. Look, look, at, you treated look at what me. you said to me. Jesus, under underlying this point is you hated me without a justifiable cause. Mm. I mean, even Paul himself says, have I become your enemy because I've told you the, the truth. truth? Yeah, yeah. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24, the Lord contemplates even in the Sermon on the Mount that uh, some will not love him. In fact, they will hate him. And it's a question of who your master is. In Matthew 6 verse 24, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And so if you're going to love one and hate the other, uh, if you're going to be hating Jesus, you're hating without cause. He's a good master. He's a benevolent master, Lord and master. But you know what? If, if your heart is after the mammon, the money, and the stuff, uh, then then he's going to get second place. Maybe worse than that, he's going to get hated. And I want to say, but I don't hate Jesus. I love Jesus a lot. I just, I just, I just love television more. I love television more. I love to, I mean, I don't hate productivity. Yeah. I love productivity. I really want to be productive. Mm-hmm. But I love watching TV just a little bit more. What Jesus is really pointing out is, well, I mean, really, you hate productivity. <laughs> I, I know you like to convince yourself that you really want to be a productive person but when you go home tonight and you watch television too much television I'm not saying I, I guess I want to be clear I'm not saying it's a sin to watch television I do watch too much of it but in our metaphor yeah I want to say well, I don't I don't hate Jesus yeah but when you love money mm-hmm. more than Jesus you hate Jesus you just don't get to you just don't get to call on it and, and say, no, 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 I really love him. Folks, if you are in the Tampa area, we want you to come out and worship with us uh, this Sunday. All the information you need is found at our website, www.christiansmeethere.org, christiansmeethere.org. Why don't we bow and have a word of prayer together? Our great God and Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for this psalm. We appreciate that in our lives there's going to be challenging situations challenging people, even enemies. They may hate us for cause because we've wronged them or perhaps without cause, like this world has hated our master, Jesus Christ. But whatever the situation is, Father, we're learning from this psalm to turn it over to you, to trust you to be God, to ask you to be God. Father, while we want your mercy and we seek to uh, repent ourselves and repentance of all men in accordance with your truth, we know that ultimately judgment must come. We pray that on that day that we might be found right in your sight through Jesus Christ. And Father, for all those who are joining in on these Text Talk broadcasts, that we all might be found faithful and obedient to your word on that day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. 
Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.